the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. That is exactly what way. It's eight minutes past 10 o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us on AM 1420. The answer this free for all Friday, the 31st and final morning of the first month of the year of our Lord 2020. And as I said at the outset of the show, uh, probably the final morning we will be dealing with an impeachment trial as well. There should be no vote on witness, no vote to call more witnesses today. Rather, there should be a vote that eliminates that prospect, and we should have a vote to acquit the president by the end of the day. And before I bring on the great sage of South Central, can we relive one more time the closing argument, the mic drop to end all mic drops on the issue of witnesses from Attorney Jay Sekulow? Can we hear this one more time, please? And now they're saying. Now we need witnesses. After 31 or 32 times, you said you proved every aspect of your case. That's what you said. Well, you didn't. You said he just said he did. Well, then I don't think we need any witnesses. Thank you. I will never. I will never get tired of that. You said you have proven every aspect of your case 31 or 32 times, right? Yes, we did. Well, then you don't need any witnesses. Bye. (laughs) It just doesn't get better than that. Let's bring in the sage of South Central, Larry Elder, joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Larry. How are you out in Los Angeles? I'm doing great, Bob. As we say out here, booyah. That that was a mic drop. (laughs) Not only did they say they proved their case, as you know, they said they had overwhelming evidence that they had proved their case. If you have overwhelming evidence, why do you need additional witnesses to buttress your overwhelming case? Did they not also use the word undisputed? I think it, uh, right, right after they made their, their opening arguments and before the, dem- or the uh, president's team, defense team could speak, they said the evidence is overwhelming and it's undisputed, as if the right. Republicans were not going to dispute exactly that. But, but yeah, and, and now it's, oh, by the way, we're not real confident that we're going to win this vote until we call more witnesses. I mean, it just well, right. on its they- face, the entire thing has just exploded. 
it, it is. It, it's the whole thing is a farce. And, and you're right. They said the facts are not in dispute. They said that That's over what I and over Thank again. Look, okay, that, same thing, right? I, I remember as, as, as recently as, as 2017 when Jerry Nadler was running for uh, the chairmanship of the House Judiciary Committee, he said there's no reason to have an impeachment unless there's significant buy-in from the other side. His opponent for that job, Zoe Lofgren, a California congresswoman, said the same thing. And just last year, Nancy Pelosi outlined uh, her qualifications for or, or her expectations for uh, impeachment and said the same thing. Unless there's significant buy-in, it's too divisive. Now, Let's take the uh, Bill Clinton impeachment. 65% of Republicans wanted Bill Clinton out. Now 90% of Democrats want Trump out. In the case of the Bill Clinton situation, you had 31 Democrats who joined with the Republicans in the House to vote for an impeachment inquiry. 31. And five ultimately supported either one or two of the articles of impeachment that came out. In this case, you have zero Republicans joining the House uh, Democrats to support an impeachment inquiry, and zero Republicans supporting either of the two articles of impeachment. So, 65% of Republicans when the impeachment was far more bipartisan than it is right now. 90% of Democrats want him out. Zero bipartisanship. Now, which one was a political witch hunt? That is that is exactly correct. Very, very well articulated. And let me ask you this, speaking of the Republicans, you're right. Nobody is going to vote for impeachment. None of them. It will be completely 100% uh, unanimous that every Republican will vote against removal from office. But at least a couple, three of them are going to vote to hear from more witnesses. Mitt Romney, like we heard it, yeah. Susan Collins last night said she is going to vote for this. Now, they need four in order for this to happen. They're not going to get four, right. especially with Lamar Alexander. But what does it say to you, Larry Elder, that uh, at least a couple of them, perhaps thinking about their own reelection in their own states, but, what, but, but that they are saying, let's give this non-credible farce more credibility? Oh, it's, it's, it's angering. It's annoying. But uh, you've got to consider the source. This is Collins. Uh, you know, you've, you've had these squishes. You've got Romney. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Romney ought to just resign and, be, and turn and become a become a Democrat. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's just two of them, which still shows you the power that President Trump has. Ninety percent of Republicans back this guy. I haven't seen numbers like that uh, since Reagan. I'm not even sure Reagan had numbers as high as that uh, for his party. So uh, people like where the where the ball is landing. Uh, they may not like Donald Trump's style, uh, his tweets and things he does from time to time. But they're happy with foreign policy. They're happy with the economy. They're happy with uh, with the borders are happy with the judges he's appointed. They're happy with the trade deals. Things are going extremely well. And last night, Chris Matthews even admitted it. Uh, Chris Matthews, of course, is a dyed-in-the-wool Trump hater over at MSNBC. Haw. <laughs> I have not heard that one before. I've heard MSP. Uh, I'm, rolling, I'm, rolling, I'm, rolling I'm rolling it out on your show, Bob. <laughs> uh, P- I've heard PMSNBC and a whole host of other uh, uh, f- uh, fun things for that acronym, but not MSN. Right. What is it? M- M- MS- M- MSNBC. MSNBC. Oh, I know, I know what it was from, but I love that. Yeah, I over- so often. I was on Fox one time, and I said MSNBC, and they said what? <laughs> I mean MSNBC. <laughs> you know what you're doing? You're 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 totally screwing me up here because I, I wanted to go into a different direction with this, but now you've brought up since you mentioned Hee Haw, I cannot help but think of Junior Sample, and I cannot help but think of the other, you know, Buck Owens and Roy Clark and all of the cornfields uh, filled with hillbillies, and not ask you about Don Lemon. Uh, when oh, he man, yeah. when he laughed himself silly for eighty consecutive seconds while his two guests on either side of him on that screen uh, did the hillbilly accents and talked about how right. dumb Trump's reporters are with their reading in there. Uh, we don't need no reading and writing in lines on map. It was so incredibly offensive, and Don Lemon never 
and Larry, I disagreed with our mutual friend Hugh Hewitt on this, never apologized. It wasn't a non-apology apology. It was just a non-apology. There wasn't a sorry if you misunderstood. There was no right. sorry at all. All he did was explain why he laughed for 80 seconds as they insulted. In my view, it was a racial insult, too, because nobody thinks of African-Americans when they think of hillbilly Trump supporters. Absolutely. It was it was offensive. It was despicable. It was uh, Hillary uh, on steroids when she talked about deplorables, hitting there laughing and laughing and laughing. I'll give you another one on CNN. And mm-hmm. people have given him a pass on this. When Mario Cuomo uh, confronted that guy who called him Fredo, uh, what we normally hear are bleeped versions of what, of what he said. What he said was, the only people who call me Fredo are punk, blank, B-words from the right. Except he didn't say blank and he didn't say B-words. Punk blank starts with an A. Yeah, I know. From the right. Are you kidding me? And that was bleak. Most people didn't hear that. They just heard the Fredo part. But here he is referring to people on the right as punk blank B words. That's that's a great example. I did not realize that. I did not hear that part of it, as you said, because it was bleeped up. But that is that's and and you know a lot of people are saying. And if you look at social media, and I know you do, you use it so expertly, so much better than I do. Uh, you you see so many Trump supporters, and maybe even more moderates who are not necessarily wearing MAGA hats, who are saying, "I will never forget. I will remember this in November, and I will remember this beyond that." What these elitist liberals think of us. Absolutely. Elizabeth Warren just said she wants to ban fracking. There was a big article in the Brookings Institution, which is a left-wing think tank, about all the economic benefits of fracking. But here she is, blithely saying we're going to end fracking, all the people that would lose jobs, all the prices that would go up uh, for for energy. She couldn't care less. This is how these guys roll. Green New Deal, $15 minimum wage, reparations, uh, Medicare for all, uh, free college tuition, debt forgiveness. This is what these guys are rolling out. And right now, Bernie Sanders who represents all of that stuff, is the front runner. Larry, um, since you brought her up, uh, Pocahontas, Liawatha, whatever you want to call her, um, she also wants to ban speech. Uh, She is proposing criminal penalties for spreading voting disinformation. First of all, for her to call for anybody else to be punished (laughs) for spreading disinformation. I mean, seriously, I mean, uh, you know, she's she's opening up heap big trouble here for that, uh, you know, for that, you know, uh, for herself on that. But in all seriousness, right? I mean, who is to determine what is, quote unquote, disinformation? She wants criminal penalties for people who say things that may not be agreeable to someone else and thus be determined to be false information. I mean, she's literally calling for um, limits on the fir- First Amendment. Right, and guess who gets determined what's, what, what is legitimate and, and uh, acceptable speech or not? People like her. And you're right about the, the hypocrisy. Not only did she, of course, for decades argue that she was a Native American, she also claimed uh, that she was fired because she became visibly pregnant uh, in the 1970s, I think she said, and that's what people did in those days. It turns out uh, that she wasn't fired. Uh, she decided that she didn't want to go back. She wanted to stay at home and be a stay-at-home mom. She right. lied and, and, and said that. She also lied to a, uh, a black parent who was an advocate of charter schools uh, and told the black parent that all of her kids were educated in public schools. Oops, she has a kid who was educated in private school from the fifth grade on. 
That that's exactly right. She has just made an entire career of lying and not telling the truth, and now she wants to criminalize. And like you said, she will be, of course, on the uh, she'll be one of the arbiters of what is actually correct or or or, or factual or non factual information. Let me go back to the beginning now and circle back to uh, the impeachment and the vote today. Do you believe there will be a vote to acquit today? And 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 I'll answer it myself first before you do. Uh, I think the dirty secret in in D.C. right now is Democrats want out of there as badly as the Republicans do, particularly Warren and Sanders and those who want to be in Iowa. They vote in Iowa on Monday at the caucuses. They don't want to be stuck in D.C. all weekend long dealing with this witness thing and then stretching into next week. I think there are going to be uh, maybe some Democrat votes against witnesses when they hold that vote, and certainly uh, they are going to vote to to, uh, or agree to have the final vote on acquittal today. Uh, I believe they're going to have certainly a vote uh, not to have any more witnesses today. Whether there's a vote for acquittal today, I don't know. Uh, but you're absolutely right about how this thing is going. Uh, the polls are showing that Donald Trump's popularity is as high as it's ever been. Again, not that he's uh, above water. He's always been underwater, but he's as high as he's ever been. So the impeachment is not taking the toll the Republicans, the Democrats thought it was going to have. Uh, and in the battle, battleground states, the independents are even more upset about all of this. So the Democrats have lost. They thought perhaps by stretching this out, it was going to change people's minds the way the Nixon impeachment ultimately did. It has not. And so now they realize that we need, we need to end this thing and let's get back to business. You know, you mentioned the president's popularity being at all-time high but still underwater. I, I, I'm amazed that it can be where it is. I, how can it not be underwater when you see what we saw yesterday? The uh, report came out from MRC, the Media Research Center, that literally 100% of the news coverage of the president's team during the opening arguments got negative commentary and reviews from the three major networks, ABC, NBC, and CBS, and 95% of the Democrat coverage uh, of their opening arguments were given positive reviews by the very same network uh, anchors and reporters and right. they gave and they gave the democrats literally double the amount of coverage that they gave to the trump defense team i don't understand how the president isn't polling at about 10 percent approval with the, it, with, the it, it, with the bias the way it is it, it's quite amazing and the, and the only reason it was at 100 percent is because they couldn't get to 110 <laughs> percent um it, it's absolutely insane the way this man is being treated and still according to the rasmussen poll the support from blacks has doubled year to year from 21 percent to 40 Two percent. Now, a lot of people don't believe those numbers. They think they're outliers. But certainly, the president's going to get significantly higher support from the black community than he did in 2016 when he got barely seven percent of the vote. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, and, and what does he need? You know, uh, I know you know Peter Kirsten now as well. We've shared a stage mm-hmm. with him, and I'm, I'm sure you've had him on. He does these numbers as well. He said if the number gets as high as just maybe 11 or 12 percent, it is a yeah. rout. It is a landslide. Right. If, if 12 percent of the, you know, he's and he's polling at 34 percent approval uh, among black Americans uh, uh, in, in recent surveys. He doesn't need all of them. He needs maybe 11 or 12 percent. Go from 8 percent, which you got the first time around, or 7 or whatever it was you just said, to around 11 or 12 percent, and, and it will be the death of the Democrats party that's all it will absolutely absolutely i just saw a criticism of the president's uh uh coronavirus team there was a photograph of the team and somebody wrote and said uh once again this shows president uh, has no diversity and what i find interesting about all of that are and i've heard that ever since of course he's become president is anybody black who joins his administration is automatically an uncle tom and a sellout automatically uh couldn't care less Ben Carson has been ridiculed and reamed. So the same people that ridicule and reamed black people for joining the Trump administration are the same people that ridicule Trump.
Trump for not having more blacks to join this administration. It's that is so insane. true. That is so very well said. <laughs> that that no, that's a that's a perfect observation. I mean, if you you're not in the administration, you're just on the radio and on television, and you're called all of those things that Ben uh, Ben Carson is. You, if you just if you say I'm going to vote for Donald Trump and you're a minority, you are going to be cast uh, as as you know some of those terrible words I won't say. Uh, if you right. join the administration, put that on steroids. Who wants to who wants to subjugate themselves to such things? It's um. Uh, it's, it's, Bob, I just got a I just got a Facebook yeah. post, and uh, it said uh, Kobe Bryant is dead, uh, but you're still alive, wasting oxygen. Life is unfair. So I wrote back and I said, Uncle Tom's don't die, and he's written <laughs> back. Don't know why. That's well said. Don't know why. By the way, I meant subject. By the way, I meant subject themselves, not subjugate themselves. But I think everybody yeah. got the point. Larry Elder, the Sage of South Central. Thank you, my friend. God bless. Keep up the great work. And th- by the way, I want to tell everybody else to make sure that you are watching uh, uh, and and uh, viewing uh, Larry's uh, uh, um, videos for the. Uh, do you call it epoch or epic? Epic, E-P-O-C-H, Epic I, know, I hear people, some pronouncing it E-P-O-C-H as in Epoch, Epoch Times. So Epic right. Times, Epoch Times. Uh, but the videos are out. I'll retweet it as well. Uh, it's great stuff. It's entertaining and it's uh, informative as well. Make sure you check Larry out on that as well. Larry Elder, thank you so much, my friend. Thanks, Bob. Ciao. All right, 10, 1023. We're a little late to the break, and that's okay. When you get the sage, uh, you uh, you take him for as long as he's willing to talk. That was phenomenal. Uh, we'll take a quick time. I'll come right back after this. Some songs I will not talk over until it uh, until it starts. This is one of them. Absolutely outstanding. Great way to follow up an outstanding conversation with Larry Elder to have outstanding bumper music like this. Uh, all right, so uh, coming up in about nine minutes or so, we're going to switch gears and talk not about president, the president being impeached, but the president establishing new policy and very important policy. The president is trying to uh, limit birth tourism or birther tourism in the United States. We all know what that means, where pregnant women in their third trimester of pregnancy come to the United States on vacation or to visit or whatever and give birth to an American citizen so that they have their anchor, of course, to stay in the United States. The president is putting limitations on that, and former U.S. Congressman Tom Tancredo is going to join us to talk about it. He is an extraordinarily uh, active person when it comes to border security and national sovereignty. He is uh, an advisory board member with uh, We Build the Wall, and Tom Tancredo will join us at about 10.35. Right now, let's see if we can get a couple more calls in here before the bottom of the hour, and this one is going to be Lisa, and I bet that means Lisa Woods from Medina. Hi, Lisa. Hey, good morning. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Good morning. What's on your mind today? (laughs) Oh, gosh, so much. Um, But the closest fire that's burning my butt today (laughs) is um, we have... On February 5th, we'll have a candidate's debate, and I want folks to know, uh, Senator Aboff is from Limited Out, and we have five great candidates, and I just want to make sure that everyone hears all five of them before they uh, vote in um, March. That's a good, March yeah, that's, 17th is our primary. It sure is. That's, uh, that's a great point, and that's a great service to make sure that people can hear from them. Yeah, and the next two meetings, McFan, the 8th and the 22nd in February, we'll be inviting um, 
uh, all the folks that uh, are, are primary that are conservatives to uh, come and speak, and everyone will have, you know, be able to um, have a few minutes, depending on how many speakers. Um, and then in March, we've got Jim Renacci coming, and of course, we've got the uh, Convention of Conservative Group coming in, in yeah, March. Yeah, that's on March 28th, I think. We were talking about that. Uh, Peter Kersenow is going to be speaking at that event. I will be speaking at that event. It's a full day. It's like an 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. thing, so it's kind of like almost an open house. Come right. and, and listen to the speakers. There's going to be speakers all day long. I'm going to be one of them. Don't know exactly what time yet, but uh, that's a big, big event coming up there. And then hopefully I'll be able right. to be with your group at some point in early April as well. So you guys obviously... Oh, that'd this, be fantastic. This is, this is such a fun Good. time, right? I mean, you guys do this Oh around, my but gosh! In an election cycle, and with primaries coming up, this is when you guys are in your element. Yeah, yeah. This is where we really gotta meet the folks, shake their hands, look them in the eye, and make sure that uh, that we have a really good idea of who is out there before we go. Uh, March seventeenth. Um, a lot of people think of that as uh, you know a green thing. It's going to be St. Patty's Day, but that is our primary, and people need to. Think ahead of time as to who they'll vote for. And if they have any question about who is on the ballot, they can go to their counties, like we have Medina's um, Board of Elections. Just go to the, uh, the website and click on the elections, and you can even put in your address or precinct or whatever, and it'll pull up a ballot that you can look at so that there's no question about, you know, who's on your ballot and who, who are your choices. That's a great point. And as, with respect to what you just said, Lisa, and thank you so much for the call. Um, uh, I got to get to our news here, but I'm going to say this about uh, it's not just a green thing on March 17th because it's going to be primary voting day. Um, there are two pri- there are two priorities on that day. One is to get drunk on green beer, and the other one is to vote. Let's hope people do them in the right order. Don't vote drunk on March 17th. That's going to be my message, and I'll repeat it as we get closer to it. News time now. Tom Tancrit next. Ten thirty-five. We continue now. On AM 1420, The Answer, we're going to be talking to uh, Congressman Tancredo in a moment. Here's what we're talking about. The Trump administration announced uh, about 10 days ago that they are announcing a plan to limit the automatic provision of U.S. citizenship to people born in the United States whose parents are non-citizens just visiting the country. This according to a senior administration official telling the Washington Examiner the move is meant to go after what has become known as birth tourism, which refers to an underground market in which a pregnant woman travels to the U.S. to have a baby that will immediately be a citizen. The 14th Amendment states, of course, that any child born on U.S. US soil is a citizen no matter the status of the parents. I've always felt like that was a huge, huge mistake, uh, and now it is something that President Trump is moving to correct. And joining us now to talk about this is Tom Tancredo. Tom Tancredo is with, uh, he is a, an advisory board member with We Build the Wall. He's also a former congressman from Colorado who is very concerned and active with border security and national sovereignty uh, issues. Mr. Tancredo, good to talk to you again. How are you, sir? I'm well, thanks. How are you doing today? 
I am great. Thanks very much. It's good, good to talk to you again. Uh, you are the author, by the way, of a famous Bush-era book called In Mortal Danger, The Battle for America's Border and Security. Now, border security is a different thing when we are talking about literally stopping people from pouring over the border illegally, but there is another way, and that is, of course, through birth tourism. Pregnant women coming to the United States on short-term visas for vacation or for whatever and giving birth to what would then become uh, U.S. citizens, kind of providing that anchor in the term that people use uh, called anchor babies. Why is this so dangerous? Well, first of all, it is a uh, it's a way in which people can come into this country that are not vetted, um, and that's exactly what is happening, especially with Chinese. Believe this or not, um, the Chinese do not require a visa to come to the Marianas, which is an American territory. But if they have a child in the Marianas, that child is deemed at this at the present time to be an American citizen. Well, so many Chinese are coming into the Marianas for that purpose that there are far more not today. There are far more Chinese being born in the Marianas than people than the Marianas. And you say why? Deal. Why did the Chinese? Why did the Chinese government allow and, in fact, encourage this kind of activity? And it is because they know it is a way to get people, their people, into this country without any vetting, and eventually bring in, of course, their relatives, their friend, their their extended family. Uh, and I believe, and many people believe, that it is just an extension of the Chinese effort to infiltrate the United States in, in a number of ways, especially, of course, with um, economic and, and uh, corporate, uh, uh, I'd say, I call it terrorism, but um, stealing corporate secrets and spying on the United States. We think that there are over 20,000 Chinese in the United States that are engaged in that kind of activity. So, I mean, that's just an example. But it also goes to the issue of illegal immigrants coming into this country and uh, for the purpose of obtaining the citizenship. And, and that happens and has been happening, of course, for decades. Nothing, nothing, this has never been tested at the Supreme Court level, ever. <clears throat> it's sort of one of those things that has developed over time, but um, there is, uh, I hope, a good chance that once it is uh, brought to the Supreme Court, and the words in the 14th Amendment that govern this, which are uh, that a person is to be under the jurisdiction of this country, and when you are not a citizen of this country, you still have an allegiance to and therefore under the jurisdiction of the country from which you came. And so I think that those are the words that the Supreme Court hopefully will focus on and, and strike down this peculiar and very dangerous activity. 33,000 a year. That's what uh, Center for Immigration Studies has developed, has uh, found to be the, the number of uh, people who are who come in and born here uh, and obtain that citizenship and, and just do it for that purpose. Okay. Um, I want to follow up on a little bit of this. I want to talk more about the um, economic and political espionage that you referenced. Um, we're talking with former U.S. Congressman Tom Tancredo, who now works with We Build the Wall, an important border security and sovereignty uh, organization. 
Um, when you talk about uh, these babies being born here, being given the right then to stay here as citizens, and then what? Being trained, raised by whom to grow up and be spies and practice the espionage that we're talking about? Well, it actually happens. I mean, right now, the ones that we are looking at, for the most part, there's the tw- some 20,000 that are uh, identified in this country that have that kind of uh, um, shadow hanging over them, maybe, uh, is the best way to put it. Um, they are uh, uh, Chinese citizens who have come here um, in various capacities, oftentimes, of course, uh, by a regular visa into the country, um, mm-hmm. oftentimes a, uh, a visa that allows them to, to come here to study, but then they don't go home, right? So, And, and today, 40% of all illegal immigration into this country is of uh, people who are visa overstays. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing happens to them. Nobody goes after them. There's no follow-up. And so that's the easy way to come into the country. But the other way, is, as, just as we identified, mm-hmm. if, you are, if you are an American citizen by birth here, then when you reach majority, you can bring in, you can bring in your uh, family, uh, your mom, dad, anybody else, but through through, through what, can, what that that's chain migration, right? That's something that was one of the migration. buzzwords, right? As part that's as part exactly of the right. as part of the comprehensive immigration uh, overhaul that that has been promised and that has been uh, uh, demanded, quite frankly, an end to chain migration. That's something president the president has not been able to look, to deliver on. Um, how, how do we implement any of these changes you're talking about? How do we, um, you know, uh, do we really think that we're, there's going to be an uh, amendment to the amendment? Are we going to erase the Fourteenth Amendment? Um, or and if not. How are we going to stop this uh, birth tourism and have these people coming in the way they are? Well, it'll be the responsibility of the State Department, the ones we're talking about in terms of visas, you know, giving a visa to. It would be their responsibility to determine uh, to the best of their ability whether or not that person is coming here you know, for the purpose of birth tourism. Now, there are various ways to do that, and, um, I'm, you know, I, I also think that um, when... It, it, we, we, if, if the Supreme Court strikes down this act, this uh, action by the president, uh, because, of course, this will be challenged immediately, um, and, and it will eventually get to the Supreme Court, which is a good thing, um, because, let as me, I let, said, me it, let me ask you this. I'm sorry, been. Congressman. I apologize. No, Go ahead okay. and finish your thought, and I want to follow up on that point. Because, I, well, let me just do it, and then you can kind of answer it together. Um the pre- when I mentioned the president hasn't been able to do anything about uh, chain migration or the visa lottery, these kinds of things, before, in the first year or so of his presidency, there was the big debate and discussion as to whether or not the president would sacrifice DACA, let the DACA kids all be made legal. In fact, we all know he offered more than just the 700,000 DACA recipients, but also those who are of DACA age who did not register in exchange for an end to chain migration, visa diversity, visa diversity lottery, and I would suppose birth tourism. Um, is that something that you think is still a possibility, or has that ship sailed? Well, I think, frankly, uh, a second term of Donald Trump will bring about all of those things, hmm. um, and it will bring about he will bring it about as a because he will force the issue through the executive order uh, process, and and I think he should. It's the only way we'll get these things actually adjudicated, uh, and that's probably the only way we'll get them actually through. It won't come through a Congress, probably even not even a Republican Congress. 
because we've talked about before, the problem isn't just the Democrats. Going back, however, for just a second, it's important to, to remember that in the, in the birth tourism thing and the illegal immigration, uh, who, there were, I remember on the border, when I'd go down to the border office, uh, there were ambulances we had placed there the, on our side uh, for the purpose of taking somebody who is just coming through the port of entry um, and about to have a baby, I mean, right there, um, and taking them to hospital. There were so many that, that they were, they had to put ambulances there for that purpose. And we had 12 hospitals, I remember, this was some time ago, 12 hospitals had to close along the border because of their, they were inundated by folks coming in and having babies there, and, of course, nobody's paying for it. So the uh, this issue has, as I say, been going on, and also... The other side always says, "Well, you know, this has been adjudicated. We had a case in the 1890s. It was a it was a Chinese a fellow who was challenging the, the fact that he was not being allowed to vote, and the Supreme Court ruled for him. Said yes, he was indeed a citizen. Well, there was a big difference in that case, and they never bring it out. And that is that the parents of that person, of that Chinese individual, mm-hmm. were legal residents of the United States." And so, yes, therefore, naturally, but, you know, because of the prejudice that existed at the time, somebody was trying to stop him from voting. So, but but he was a legal resident, I mean, and his parents were legal residents. He was born here, perfectly legal. That's exactly the way that the uh, amendment is designed. But it is not designed for people who sneak into the country or right. come here solely for the purpose. If you're If you are an embassy employee today in the United States and you give birth, no one claims that child is a citizen. Nobody. I and mean, that's a parent. Nobody. Because, because he is. He's a citizen of the country from which he came because they have, he still are, of course, under their jurisdiction. Uh, Tom Tancredo is my guest. He's a former congressman from Colorado. He is now on the senior, or is a uh, an advisory board member, rather, for We Build the Wall, a U.S. border security activist group. Um, Congressman, two other quick ones. Uh, One, we got great news from the Supreme Court just a few days ago that the uh, uh, president's uh, law to try to, or his policy of stopping immigration of people who are going to be public charges. Uh, It was a Supreme Court victory and a huge one. I know that's got to mean a lot to your group. Can you tell us your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's again, so long in coming. So incredibly stupid that for however many, for now, decades, really, we've been doing this. Do you know that there has always been uh, a question uh, uh, or, or a thing that you had to fill out when you were applying for, for citizenship in order to get your green card? And it's, you had to have somebody who was, quote, a sponsor. And, and they said on this thing, if this person becomes a public charge, I will have to take responsibility, financial responsibility. Now, that's been on there for years. Never. I do, I do not believe there has been a single person in all of these years that has actually been uh, forced to pay for someone who's gone on welfare once they get here. And yet it happens in, uh, I mean, there are now over 50 different kind of programs at state and local level and federal level, uh, of, that provide social service benefits to people who are here illegally. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely. I mean, who thinks that's a good idea? Did your grandparents come here for the purpose of obtaining 
uh, benefits, uh, social service benefits, not mine, I'll tell you. They had two choices. You work or you starve. That was it. There was nothing else. So you had to make it here. And, and you That's not come. what the American dream was built upon. That's why people come to this country to, to, to achieve the American dream. And that means not just to barely survive on government subsidies, but to thrive, build something of yourself, and achieve what you want to achieve. Uh, and if you're going to come here with have no and have either no ability nor desire to achieve that, then you're right. Uh, and, and that's what the president is right about. We cannot and should not allow those people to come. And, and in the minute or two I have left here, real quick, Congressman, you referenced... The president's second term, you talked about how he would try to revive the issue of getting rid of chain migration and uh, visa lotteries and so on and so forth. So that means you believe there will be a second Trump term. That's my fancy way of saying, can you comment on what you've seen in this impeachment trial? Uh, my, uh, I can comment only to the extent that I, I look at the polls like everybody else. And the fact that the president has achieved the highest level of support, and um, I say support, but Certainly, when you talk about when you ask, Approval. do you think he's doing? Yeah, a good job. He, that, that it's never been higher. That has got to tell you something. After we've gone through everything we've gone through, so yeah, I think that it's going to backfire on them. I, I do believe. I mean, I saw it happen certainly when I went into Congress in 1998, uh, and it, it backfired on us. But people did not want Bill Clinton um, ejected from office. No matter what, they saw what he had done. They, they saw the, the sort of flawed character that he was. They saw that he actually violated the law, which is far more than, than President Trump has done. But they still said, we'll take care of it. You know, a ballot mm-hmm. box, not you. And uh, and this, I think, will work in exactly the same way. It doesn't have maybe the, the charisma of a Bill Clinton, but I think people react by saying this is not a legitimate process you are you are removing him for political purposes we'll take care of that one way or the other at the ballot box That's i think right. he'll be reelected, and i might you know on my lips to god's ears that's all i can say yeah, you know, all of our lips, I think, are, there are going to be tens of millions of Americans praying for exactly that. Uh, Congressman Tom Tancredo, former U.S. Congressman from Colorado, and again, he is with We Build the Wall as an advisory board member of an important organization. Thank you so much for sounding off on this. Keep us uh, uh, apprised of all of these very important uh, uh, issues and occurrences as it pertains to our border security. Thank you so much. You bet. Thank you, sir. Tom Tancredo joining us as we uh, get ready to wrap this bad boy up. It's 1051, our final time out and our final segment to come. If you want to squeeze a call in, go ahead and dial. We'll see if we can do that. 216-901-0945. Very back. All right, final segment, as promised. The, uh, sure, when I'll get a call or two here. The uh, the president tweeted an hour ago. Did you see the portion of the um, uh, of the Schiff show yesterday in which um, a final word, a last word, was uh, requested by a senator from the House Managers? And just as Chief Justice Roberts was finished reading that question. Adam Schiff was rising to go give that final word, and Jerry Nadler had already risen and beaten him to the podium. And Schiff, the lead impeachment manager, is going, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. And Nadler said, uh, I'm not having it. 
<laughs> the president just tweeted, Nadler ripped the final argument away from Schiff. Thinks Shifty did a terrible job. They are fighting big time. And that is outstanding. You didn't see that with Cipollone and Seculo, did you? You didn't see any of the Republican uh, um, uh, defense team arguing with one another. But they're literally fighting over who's doing a worse job uh, on the Democrat side. I find that hilarious. James and Lorraine are uh, going to get in before the uh, under the wire here. Hi, James. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. Let's read them ring. Yeah, I saw that. Nadler was like uh, running the 440, you know, in, in record time. <laughs> it was. He sprinted to the he mic just out, to beat uh, Shifter. Adam there. Shapeshifter. Yeah, Adam yeah. Shapeshifter didn't have a chance. No, he didn't. And, he, he, and he's trying to get his attention. Jerry, 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 I got this. And Nadler's like, you ain't got nothing. I'm doing this. Which, I, which by the way, I give Nadler credit. I give Nadler credit for number hilarious. one. For number one, I give him credit for his uh, for his for his foot speed. That was very impressive. But number two, I give him yep. credit literally for recognizing what the rest of us have seen that Adam Schiff is terrible. <laughs> He's doing a lot right. of job at making the case, so he wanted to go up there and do it himself. I find that funny. Hey, Bob, I think we're going to see a bipartisan uh, a vote, uh, a uh, acquittal. I do this too. Afternoon, hopefully, bring Mansion in and maybe one other. Yeah, I do too. I think Manchin will uh, will vote to acquit. Uh, maybe one or two others. Maybe even two. Remember, there were three Democrats. Thanks for the call, James. Remember, there were three Democrats in the House that voted against the articles of imp- of impeachment. Uh, so you had three, two actually voted against it. One voted president, which means they didn't vote for it. Democrats, no. <clears throat> two things. Number one. Excuse me. Number one, Democrats know they cannot win this. Uh, literally, I mean, the, the, you know, it would take, of course, 20 uh, Republicans to defect, uh, to go over there and vote and join the 47 Democrats uh, in voting to remove him from office. That's not going to happen. So they know this. That's number one. And number two, they know that especially if they are in a, a purple district, one that can go either way, and Joe Manchin has always kind of been in that situation, they know that voting again, or voting to remove somebody who is absolutely gaining popularity and is going to put him in a very significant minority isn't going to help him with the uh republican voters in the district uh, or in, in in that state rather in uh, in the terms of uh, uh somebody like uh, mansion they know full well that they have to do something to protect themselves since what they are attempting to do is futile it's dev- it's destined for failure so should we here's the thing do i lose big or do i lose little if I lose big, that's worse for me. If I lose little, I can make the case that, hey, I did my job, but at the end of the day, the facts weren't there. And that way you appeal to people on both sides of the aisle in your voting, uh, in the in the state in which you're going to be running for re-election. So I do. I agree. I think there will be uh, bipartisan votes against witnesses when they hold that today. And I think there will be bipartisan votes against removal and conviction whether that happens by the end of the day today or tomorrow. I'm hopeful it's done today so that we can get this thing to bed. And remember, Democrats don't want to be there through this weekend any more than the Republicans do. They've got Iowa on Monday. All right, that's it. All the time I've got. Really great conversations all the way around today. Thanks for being a part of the show. We'll talk to you Monday after the fact. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.